was like, Sean, listen, bro. Listen, Boomer. Let me, let me, let me explain something to you just real quick. I know that you're a professional, what you do, but there comes a time that you have to kind of have a come to Jesus meeting, or in your case, a come to Trump meeting. Cause you worship him just like you do Jesus. Um, you're there to interview somebody. No one gives a fuck what you have to say or think. They want to know what the person you're interviewing has to say. And that would be RFK Jr. So if you could do us a favor and shut the hell up, that'd be perfect. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, back in the studio, back from uh, glorious Mexico. They didn't, they, didn't keep, they didn't keep me over there. I made, I made it back. I didn't made get captured back. by the color cartel. I didn't get smoked by any. It was, it was good. It was good. I made it back. What's going on, America? Glad to be here. Glad to have you here tuning in with us. Uh, got a lot of messages from people saying that I'm having show withdrawals. It's like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in Mexico, dude. I'm, I'm happy as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, man, it's, it's great to be here. Great announcement. If you listen on uh, iTunes, on Apple uh, Podcasts, which I think the majority of our audience does, we have now incentivized our listeners that for 99 cents a month, you can become a subscriber and you're going to get access to uh, Friday shows. Friday shows are going to be the main call-in shows for debates, whatever the case may be. And you can do it through Apple if you want to support the show. Also, on Fridays, we will not be, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm to the point of like just giving up on Rumble. 
Rumble just seems worthless to me at this point because the viewership, there is no shareability. Um, it, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. It's not like YouTube where other people can discover you. Like, for example, I went back on TikTok and I was, um, I've just been posting stuff over there, uh, old John Ross videos. And I went from like zero to 10,000 followers in the span of about like two months. And on Rumble, I see no growth, none no discoverability, no shareability. It just seems worthless. So they, they, they brought, they draw you in with this, uh, you know, free speech, free speech. Great. But you're screaming into an empty room. There's nobody there. And again, all they continue to promote is Crowder brand Bongino, same names over and over and over again. And it's like, why the fuck I'm going to work to make you guys any money. And, uh, locals reached out to me again. Uh, the ones that are partnered up with Rumble that you can subscribe on locals. They're like, hey, uh, we noticed you haven't posted in a while. It's like, yeah, I deleted my account like two months ago. It's like, well, is there a reason about for that? And it's like, well, yeah, I've told you multiple times you do dick all to actually promote grassroots small streamers. Like all I see you do is promoting top level guys that are making you the most money and you're heavy hitters uh, in the conservative movement. So it's kind of like, what's the point? And, you know, they were like, well, we can talk about this. Like, no, I'm kind of done talking. And it's like, you guys keep doing the same shit over and over again. I went and I looked at their Twitter feed to see if they actually are retweeting or promoting because Twitch was good about this. As much as I don't like the gayness of Twitch, they were good about actually promoting smaller streamers and getting them and at least in front of a bigger audience and giving you the opportunity that if you could draw in viewers and maintain them, you could build a community. Rumble does not do this. They give you small little uh, shout outs on their kind of discoverability page. But the user interface is garbage compared to Kick. So moving forward on Fridays, we will not be streaming on Rumble. It will be Kick only. Um, and again, it's just, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm tired of, like, working for these, these platforms to, like, promote them, help them, uh, bring our audience over there. And they do nothing for us in return. I make We make more money on Kick than we do on Rumble. Rumble's fucking worthless at this point. So it's like, we'll have it as a backup. But I'm just kind of like to the point of like, what's the, you know, no, it's the same with the Freedom Hub thing. It's like we do a lot of work. We're not getting paid shit. So it's like this is not worth it to me. So it just seems like, again, the only way forward to go is kind of like do it for yourself. Don't work for other people. Do it for yourself. So at least with iTunes for 99 cents a month, you can go on the app and I believe you can, subscri you can subscribe there um, and you get access to our subscriber only podcast. Now, Fridays. Uh, we'll also only be streamed on Kick because, you know, we have a lot of great supporters over here on Kick. The community is growing. We appreciate that over there. And thank you for sharing the show. We, we definitely appreciate that, too. But um, glad to be back from Mexico. I'm not going to lie. Uh, dude, here's here's my two cents. Don't go. <laughs> really? <laughs> to Tulum. We went to Tulum, Mexico. So we flew into Cancun, and it was actually a really good flight. It's like two hours tops. That's perfect because all the international flying I've been doing, it's like two hours is like, bro. It's perfect. Perfect. I'll, uh, before I get on the plane, I'll download a bunch of like Apple games on my phone. So I'll just game the entire flight. And then we landed in Cancun, no issue finding a taxi, and got a taxi from that airport to the Cancun airport to Tulum, which is about a two-hour drive. It's like $120 taxi. It's like, fair enough. Um, now when you get to Tulum, it's basically on the coastline and there's only one road that runs this thing. There's not like a two way or it's a two way road, but there's only one. So it's only one way in one way out. The taxis there have such a massive monopoly that to go down the road, cause I needed to go exchange paces. Number one, uh, I'm just gonna give you some tips that I should have learned and done better at, uh, before you even leave the country, draw the currency from your own bank. Uh, don't go to the airport. They normally don't give you good rates. And we forgot to do that. So we needed to convert to pesos. And I think it was, I forget what the actual exchange rate was. Uh, and this, this is the one situation that the airport actually gave us a better deal. 
but I forgot to draw it. So the reason I tell you that is before you go to a country, draw out the currency, travel with the cash. It makes it so much easier, at least in Mexico and places like that, where transportation is very difficult to come by. In Europe, you don't have to worry about that. You can catch a taxi, a train. You can get there very easily. Places like Mexico, third world countries, no, not so much. So uh, we to get to the exchange point, to take a cab down there, it was about three miles, 80 bucks for three fucking miles. No traffic. 80 bucks. The taxis, and this is why I don't think Tulum is going to last as long as it could. They're actually building an airport there, but I think the return rate of a lot of people, it's going to be garbage. I think these smaller towns that are actually way less expensive, way nicer, you get way more bang for your buck, they're going to blow up. Tulum is now a massive tourist trap. I would say don't go there. It's not worth it. Um, the hotel was wonderful. Love the hotel. Great experience. Uh, you know, we got there and we got a treehouse. And it's like you get the whole jungle experience. So you go through this. It was. You go through this little jungle, and it's all kind of beachy sand. And they took us to our room, and it's up like two flights of stairs. And it's it's humid as hell. But it's, you know, you get in the mindset of like, look, we're going to sweat here. Get used to it. So we were cool with that. But we get in there, and it's a tiny room, a tiny-ass room. And we're paying damn near like 400 bucks a night to be here. I'm like, no. Damn. Yeah, bro. That's That should have been my first fuck. But it was kind of like a resort. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Never again. Never again. I think I paid for like 200 bucks for both of our tickets down there because I cashed in a bunch of miles from my, my uh, American Airlines card. But um, but this hotel was still worth it. We upgraded our room to where it was on the first floor, had a private little pool to it, much bigger, way nicer. So that was like righted right off the bat. I was cool with that. I was like, you know, I don't mind. You know, we're on vacation here for four or five days. Let's splurge a little bit. Well, at the time, I didn't realize how much I was going to splurge. So we upgrade the room and, you know, we were, we kind of went back down and it's like, okay, we need to go convert dollars to pesos. So, um, we told the people at the front, like, Hey, we kind of, do you have any upgrades available? Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the slow season right now. I didn't know that during the winter time is when they have the high season summertime. It's the slow season. Apparently everybody likes to migrate down from the North to go to Tulum. But Sheila had said that when she went last year on her birthday, it was slammed or two years. It was slammed. So it was kind of weird, but Tulum has only been around for like eight years and it's been building and building and building. But, um, so I go to catch a cab and you know, the, the, even the hotel staff, the first thing they said was ask how much right off the bat. I was like, fair enough. So we ask, and it was like, Hey, we need to go exchange pesos. And the guys, most people spoke English, broken English. And they were like, um, $40 here, $40 back. I was like, and I looked at him, I was like, are you, <laughs> what the fuck are you smoking amigo? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were serious. And I was like, no. And I waved and I was like, absolutely not. So uh, you have to haggle over there. You know, they, you haggle. And so we start walking away. And then one of his other buddies comes up and like, hey, I'll take you. This motherfucker took us there, stopped halfway and said, it's going to be this much now. We're like, oh, you son of a bitch. You Because there was nobody there. There was no other taxis. And it's like, okay, motherfucker. I mean, there were some, but it was like, you're going to pay more. So he got us on that one. I was like, we're not taking any more taxis. We get to the exchange place and they can't, they won't exchange it from your bank account. You've got to pull cash. And she's like, well, the ATM is about two miles down the road. It's like, oh, fuck me. So now I got to pay. It's like, no, we're not doing this. I'll pay with a card. The reason you don't want to pay with a card over there is like a 16% tax break or uh, increase. I was like, but you know what? I don't care. Uh, the stress is I'm done with this bullshit. I'm done with the stress. I'll put it on the fucking card, rack up some miles. I'm just done with this. So that was my intro to Tulum. And I was like, fuck this place. But 
it's Sheila's birthday trip. So I'm trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be all Jewish, like, hey, these prices are stress-free. Bro, not in the slightest. So that's day one. But before day one finishes, we took some Delta 8. You know, we're getting a nice little high. And we go to the the hotel restaurant, and it's on the beach. Beautiful. It, bro, it's it just the scenery was gorgeous. It was like something out of a movie or a... Uh, Jimmy Buffett porno. song, I guess. No. Not a porno. No, nobody shoots porn in sand. That's not worth it. You can get sand everywhere. Sorry. Don't ask me how I know that. But we got our dinner, and I was like, I'm going to get a nice steak. You know, what's, what's steak going to run you? Well, another red flag. When they don't put prices on the menu, start asking questions. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of high. I'm a, like, I'm two mojitos in and a Corona. So I'm like, eh, it's whatever. I got the money. Fine. Um, I got a tomahawk steak in America. 100, 150 bucks, depending on where you go. Uh, Sheila got some shrimp tacos and uh, I think a drink. So I get the bill, 500 bucks. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. So I'm getting fucked by the taxis. I'm getting fucked by the restaurant. And I'm to the point, like, if it wasn't Sheila's birthday, it's like, I'm pushing the trip. I'm canceling. We're going the fuck home. Fuck this place. Like, no. But I didn't. I was like, you know, I'm going to be nice. I want to make this a special event for her. But I'm just like, oh. So day two, we actually had booked an excursion. And we paid for a private one. Which, at the time, we did not know this is the slow season. Yeah, this, this should be cheap. It actually, compared to everything else, it was. It's all, He's also a professional photographer. So he's giving you edited photos. And if you know anything about photography, you're going to be paying some, some good money for that. And this guy was actually worth it. Uh, but it was a private tour. They pick you up. He stopped off at various places for us to do some errands because we're not paying for taxis. It's like, hey, we need to go to the market. And he was like, here's the deal. We have this, this, and this to do. Uh, if you want to cut it short, you can do whatever you want. It's like, you paid for this. You paid for my time. A very, his name was Josh. Uh, very nice dude. He toured the world. Josh. He, he lives about an, he lived an hour and a half from Tulum. And he even, he even broke it down. He's like, no, I would never live here. It's like, it's too expensive. It's a massive tourist trap. He's like, I'm going to take it all the places that you're not going to pay a lot of money. But anyway, we, uh, we started out about like eight o'clock in the morning and we stopped and got some, uh, wasn't ivermectin. It was, uh, another antibiotic. that's really expensive here, but it's cheap as hell down there. Oh, the pharmacy's down there. Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, no, no, it was ivermectin. Was it? Yeah. Um, we got two bottles of that, like 90 pills each. It's an antibiotic. And I got one from a buddy of mine. And uh, you go in there and these pharmacies, they don't, they don't, they don't take prescriptions. So they had testosterone, every anabolic steroid. And they got pictures like Phil Heath and Kai Green just like flexed out of their mind. And I'm like, what the fuck? But when you look around Mexico, or at least in Tulum, there's not a single bodybuilder down there. They're all like skin and bones are really fat. There's no in between. It's one or the other. So they're like eating minimal tacos or they're eating. And here's the other thing. We didn't have any rice and beans. It's all Americanized tourist food. No authentic Mexican cuisine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Or it's all hardcore seafood. And I'm like, all right, I, I expected to be able to get like some authentic Mexican cuisine, but I kept forgetting this is a little America. This is not Mexico. So I kind of felt a little cheapened on that, but it's whatever. So anyway, the guy picks us up at eight and we're going to a cenote. Now, if you don't know what a cenote is, um, in Mexico, there are no above ground rivers. I did not know this. All rivers are underground. Cenotes are pieces of the top plate that fell down into the river, and then you can see the river below exposed, and it's fresh water. Now, on some of the coastal areas, it mixes with the uh, salt water of the ocean, and it's gorgeous, beautiful. So we show up to the cenote, and she was a little nervous. She gets a little claustrophobic. You're going down into a cave. It's dark. It's cold. Um, and the water is crystal clear. 
But that comes with the good and the bad because down below there, um, it's like darkness. It's just darkness. So we go into our first cenote and they have stairs leading down into it and you see all the indigenous life. There's birds that you've never seen before um, and they still have jaguars over there. I didn't know that either. And it was, it was beautiful. It, bro, it was like paradise. And you get down in there and the best thing to do is just jump in. Don't like tiptoe, just jump in. And it is, it's like this weird ice cold, but you acclimate to it very quickly and it becomes like body temp. It's weird. And there's a, it's very calcium rich. You can see when there's not a lot of tourists and it's a slow season, you can see the calcium that drips from the stalactites onto the water surface, which is amazing for your skin. So we get in there, it's freezing cold, we acclimate really quickly, and we start the tour. And it's about like up to our waist, the water is. All of these cenotes, all these sinkholes, think of it like that, there's like tens of thousands of them all over Mexico, and they said the majority of them are connected. They actually have scuba divers that will dive down in there and go through these little holes, and they stay connected to the point sometimes where they have to take off their tank to squeeze through these little, these shimmy through these little holes, like hell no, these little holes. Um, but it's just... It's beautiful. So you look, you're looking at thousands of years of stalactites, constant drip that are forming these rocks of just solid calcium and things like that. And the incredible part about it is the tree roots on the top plate um, during the dry seasons or whatever, they have worked their way down and you will see calcified tree roots reaching down into the water so they can absorb the nutrients. And it's just like they have like this calcium, it's a stalactite, but there's roots inside of it and it's drawing the water up. And it was just, it was incredible to see. It was so beautiful. So we got some really good pictures on that one. And then the, the tour continued by, went to a little restaurant, got something to eat. It was covered. It was paid for in the tour itself. Uh, went to a little perfumery there. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Sheila got some perfume. And then we went to a little Mayan village. And I learned a lot about the culture there, about the difference in Spanish, Mayans, uh, Incans, Aztecs, all that stuff. And it was just amazing to see the the rich culture and then how much the Spaniards really came over. Like, man, you think like white people are like uh, colonizers? Fuck, bro. The Spanish, man, they, you should be hating these sons of bitches. Like these motherfuckers like just dominated. Like they make us look like fucking JV. These guys are over there just like, oh, Queen Isabella, planting flags everywhere. So it was, just, it was wonderful. So we went to this little Mayan village and there was a village elder there. I think he was like 42 years old and he's a shaman. And, you know, you always, you always ask yourself like, okay, is this just for like tourism? Like, do these people actually live this way? Or is this kind of like, all right, guys, we've, we did our shtick for the day. Let's go back to the house, like the real house. No, this was authentic. This guy, we show up and he gives us a blessing and uh, he actually has medicinal honey and these bees don't have stingers. And it takes like six months to make some of this honey and it is so good. It's not thick. It's very liquidy and it tastes incredible. But Sheila has a problem that when we went to Argentina, she would brush her teeth with the local water. We wouldn't drink it. And it would, it would hurt her mouth. It would create sores. Same thing happened in Mexico. This guy had a piece of wood from this, the local tree. It's a root. You carve off a little piece, stick it in your mouth, chew it up, and it numbs your entire mouth. It, and it worked because he was like, you want to try it? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so he broke me up. He cut off a little piece. I start chewing on it. And within like 30 seconds, Sheila felt it. And I'm kind of like, I'm, and I'm not going to play the game. I'm like, oh my God, it's okay. I feel it's like, I was like, I, I'm not feeling it. So the Mayan dude's just looking at me and, you know, he speaks Mayan, but he's learned a little bit of Spanish. So my, our tour guide and him can communicate. So he's just sitting there watching me nodding. He's like, he's basically giving me things like, just wait, just wait. And after about a minute, then it hits me. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even feel my fucking tongue. 
And so it actually worked. I was like, okay, that, that's interesting. I can and give so many blowjobs now. I can give so much head and not gag. It'll be amazing. So we do that, and uh, he shows us like the, what, he, what they use for fevers, and then he brings his kids in. They sing a song. They play their little local instruments. That was that was cool. We got some little gizmos and gadgets, and then uh, we were supposed to. Uh, we went to some as or some excuse me some Mayan ruins. Uh, went and saw that. They gave us a story on why they build them up so high because back over in those days, they felt like the higher the temple, the higher and closer you were to the gods. Uh, really interesting, beautiful. We got to ride bikes for like two miles and checking out all these different ruins. And uh, it was great. And so we were supposed to finish the tour at like a little spider monkey reserve. And we had actually found a local um, music store because I wanted to go get a flamenco guitar from Mexico, even though it's Spanish, but I still wanted to get, I want to get a guitar from every place I go visit. So we go in there, and so we cut our tour short. We go back to Tulum. He takes us to the store, found a beautiful hand-painted guitar for like 200 bucks. It's a mini travel guitar, and uh, we finished the tour, and it was a great day. I think for that, we paid about $700, but if we had done it on our own, way cheaper, but you're not going to know where to go. And you probably would have been kidnapped. Probably not. Crime down there is actually not bad. Um, I definitely would not go into the city at night. I mean, just common rules apply. Common rules apply. But I was concerned about that, so I did bring a knife with me. I packed one of my carry-on, so I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna pack a gun, but brought a knife just in case. I don't know what that's gonna do against supposed cartel, but this cartel isn't down there, so I was, you know, you you think the worst. You always think the worst. Like, bro, we're about to get kidnapped by like some Mexicanos down there because I mean, you read the tourist stories of those four black people. Two of them got decapitated, and they they released the other two. Remember? Yeah. So that was in the back of my mind. So you got to be a smart traveler. And anytime we go anywhere, I'd only have one credit card with me, just one, and I knew it would work. Uh, so if somebody steals it, I'll get on the phone, cancel it immediately, and I've got another car to fall back on. You know, be a smart traveler. So um, we did that. And then the next day, we just kind of chilled, did some more shopping, relaxed. And the third day, we did another cenote, went to a, um, we went snorkeling in a lagoon. How was it? It was, bro, worth it. I think we paid $400 for that excursion. It was a half-day excursion. But you go snorkeling in a, a lagoon, so it's fresh water, but where it meets the ocean. So the alkaline is so thick in the water. It's like, you ever see those little weird strings in your eye as it, like, dances across? It's kind of like that. But then when you kind of get through it, bro, it just opens up into this beautiful thing of just all these tropical fish. And it was just, it was such a great experience. So we got to go do that. Went to another cenote. This other cenote was way different. It went way deeper. So they give you some flotation devices to wrap around your waist. You have to wear it. There's no other way around that. So, uh, and she gave us masks and snorkels. Now this one, it's like you go in, you go down the stairs, you go into it, and then you're going to go into a, a hole. You go through a hole about like maybe two feet wide. And it opens up into this massive cavern, but they have lights built into the top, these little cavern lights. So it sheds lights on the top of the water. It's, they're kind of very dispersed. So you see a little darkness in between, but it is the most beautiful thing you can ever see. And she gave us these flashlights for under the water. Put your mask on, look under the water, turn that flashlight on. And bro, you could film a horror movie in one of these things. It is just, you see the slopes of all the sand go down to like a deep valley and then darkness. Did you go down there? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. Did you? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Once you, well, she, the art guide, she's a professional diver. She went first and I followed her. Um, and it, it's so crazy. You go down three feet and your ears start like, you know, that, that, that pressure feeling. Yeah. I don't know how to get past that. She said, you got to wiggle your mouth or blow, blow your, uh, your, your, hold your nostrils and blow to make your ears pop or whatever. But once you go past a certain level, 
it just opens up into this vast thing where you see all these uh, stalagmites sticking up from the ground. And we're talking about thousands of years of just... You break a piece off of one to take it back with you? No, they already had that. <laughs> they actually show you where some have broken. And you see, like, if you take a stalactite, holds tight to the ceiling, let's say you can remember. I remember that from uh, high school. Uh, there was a broken piece that had fallen. So our other tour guide picked it up and there's like a straw sized hole in the middle. He said, that's where the water flows. So he dumped it and he filled it up with water. And at the bottom, you can see it start to drip out very slowly. And then he dumps it all out. He said, that's how it works. This is a process of like maybe an inch takes about a hundred years. So you can kind of time date a lot of these things based upon the stalactites, how long they've been there. And it's just incredible, man. So we did that. And then we did the snorkeling. And that night we went out, uh, found a restaurant, had hookah. It was not really Mexican food. It was like there was hummus. There was, they also have Mediterranean. Did some more shopping, got some shirts, got her some dresses, which was, those are actually reasonably priced. Like I got a nice, I got two nice shirts for about 125 a piece, but they're like a special kind of cotton. And uh, it, it was, it was nice. And then after that, our, uh, our final day, we just chilled, relaxed, did a little bit more shopping and then flew home. Uh, no issues there, thankfully. So overall, it was a really good experience, but you're going to spend a lot of money for uh, it's not worth it. So I did find other areas local in the vicinity of that. I forget this other place. It's like maybe an hour further south into Mexico where all the ex-Mexican presidents live. Security is good. They love tourism. And they said basically like you get way more bang for your buck, way more bang for your buck. So if you're thinking about going down to Mexico, I would not advise Tulum. You're going to spend a lot of money. They say the same thing about Cancun, Oaxaca, things like that. It's just tourist traps, man. You got to find the smaller towns that are more welcoming. You'll get way more. You'll get way further. And, bro, it's getting so bad right now that the value of the dollar is plummeting, and it's reflecting in their economies. In Mexico, of all places, it's reflecting. The peso is stronger uh, than the dollar now. Not, it's not to that point. I think right now, when I was there, the exchange rate was like, what is it, like uh, 16, 17 pesos on the dollar? But... It's just like in a matter of a day, it went from 17 to 15 and then up to 16. So the dollar is definitely not what it was. Now, and you go to places like Argentina, when I was in Buenos Aires, like during Christmas time or in January, it was 200 to 250 pesos on the dollar, which is really bad for them. Really good for us. Since then, I checked it again. Now it's 500 pesos on the dollar. Those dudes are facing some serious economic crisis. It's, it's bad over there. Like I looked at renting an apartment in Buenos Aires just for just to shits and giggles. 200 bucks a month gets you a really good apartment. Huh. 200 bucks a month gets you a really good apartment. So I'm just like, hmm, uh, go to Buenos Aires a few times a year for the tango festivals. I don't know, man. I mean, you pay your ticket, tickets like maybe $1,000. Go spend a week or two down there in your apartment that you've already paid. I mean, my God, 200 bucks a month? That's nothing. That's nothing. And your dollar goes way longer down there. So, um, but yeah, that it was, uh, it was, uh, we were ready to come home about day three. It's like, I miss home. This is just bullshit. You know, it's easier to travel in Europe and Sheila speaks Spanish, you know, muy poquito, but she speaks, she speaks good. She can get around. And even she was just like, I miss home. Like this is, Europe is better. Love the, I love the weather. I love the beach. The beach also had a lot of seaweed because it's the seaweed season and, uh, and they clean it up. They actually have people that walk down the beach in these big tractors and they drag up all the seaweed and stuff. And, uh, but the people were really nice. No issues there. Everybody was super polite. Did a lot of haggling. Um, I think one of the biggest things was, like, I was able to identify that it was a massive ego thing for me after we got fucked over by the taxis. 
and we did some shopping. I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm getting my money somewhere, motherfuckers. I'm getting my money somewhere. I'm going to argue with one of you Mexicano motherfuckers. And I, I managed to talk a guy down for a hat from like 40 bucks down to 25. And then I saw it like a rack, like two stores down for like 15. I was like, you motherfuckers. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, <laughs> and there's, you know, and for me on a vacation, I don't want to deal with this hassle. I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Like going to Dubai, you go in these gold marketplaces and it's like being back in Iraq and Afghanistan. Miss that, miss it. And they're just, they're constantly in your face, constantly hounding you. Just like, hey, come in, come in. It's like, bro, just leave me the fuck alone. They don't get like American shopping. American shopping is if I want to come to your store, I'll go in. I don't need you to fucking sit there and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Bro, they're out there. It's like, you know those people that stand in front of the stores, like, swinging the signs and shit? Yeah. Think of that on steroids and very loud and obnoxious. And Middle Eastern with BO. That, that's how Dubai is. And it's definitely not worth going there. Like, Dubai is nothing but Las Vegas on the beach is all that is. You're paying for the name. It's like, I went to Dubai. There is a lot of beauty there. Don't get me wrong. But you could go to Vegas and get better. Go, go, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't see the value in it. I'd have to say the best places was probably Scotland and France. I like the most. But um, Mexico, that that trip was a bust. We are going to go back. We're going to find a different location, cheaper, better, um, bigger, faster, stronger. So yeah. You know what you would really like is uh, Isla Mujeres. It's right near Cancun. I'd heard, yes, yes, that little, that Gorgeous. little, uh, yeah, I heard. Have you been there? Yeah, we went there. You got to like take a, a ferry out there, yeah, right? Yeah, you take a yes. ferry out there. But like if, we, if I go back, yeah. I would just stay there because the beaches are pristine. It's is like, it cheap? Uh, it's a lot less expensive, yeah. but I mean, just one of the most beautiful beaches. And that's actually seen. closer to Cancun than Tulum. Oh, yeah. It's like a 20-minute ferry ride. I think we'll do that next time. Because I saw that was one of the places they pointed out. Sheila's just sitting there writing all this stuff down because we're going to compile this list. Yeah. So we made a deal. Like, on her birthday, we're going to go to Mexico. It's it's cheaper. It's better. It's not a long plane ride because those plane rides, they get so fucking just, bro. Yeah. I'm only 39, but you get off one of these international flights, you're done for like two days. Oh, yeah. Because you're just, you're sitting on your ass for nine hours. It's like, oh my God, I'm so bored. And I can't sleep on airplanes for some reason. It's cool because you can a, uh, get a, a guide and he'll take you around the entire um, oh, yeah? island. On What's a transportation golf cart? down there? Okay, golf cart? Yeah. I'd heard about yeah. that one too. Like and you can rent a golf are, cart for like 70 bucks or something. We went to a restaurant on the ocean. It was probably one of the best meals I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Damn it. I got to do that next it was time. Seafood. Oh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, USMC says, John, thanks for your supply of Delta 8. Absolutely, man. Glad to help. That was our uh, wheelchair buddy. That's the guy who said he's dealing with that uh, that issue. Glad you're doing good, bro. Oh, nice. Glad you're doing good. Anyway, so that was Mexico. That was Mexico. We're already 30 minutes into today's episode, and you've heard all about my uh, little siesta down there, which was very fucking expensive, so... Glad and, to have you back. Buddy. And then good to see you. they locked my bank account three fucking times. USA, I love you, but you got to calm the fuck down. Like, you got to calm the fuck down. I'm sitting there like, Pee Wee Herman is dead. Is that true? I just saw this in the kick chat. Pee Wee Herman's dead? Eh, whatever. Uh, don't really care. Uh, I saw that uh, Tony Bennett died. Great singer. Um, but yeah, and then I, I, I didn't see about that. Anyway, um, what the hell was I talking about? Either way, it's great to be back. Glad to be back. Missed doing the show, honestly. I saw a lot of what was going on with the Hunter Biden fiasco. You know, I tried to stay off my phone as much as I could. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Damn, he was 70 years old. 70. I saw uh, Sinead O'Connor. She died. She was, I think, 50-something. Yeah. A famous Irish singer that went against the Catholic Church. Uh, big Irish rebel there. I saw she passed. Um, that sucks to see. That sucks to see. But then, you know, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even listen to these people. So why do I care? I mean, they don't give a fuck about you. 
Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so LeBron James son, bro, I saw that, and he was a hardcore pusher of that vax. So I'm just like, uh, starting to come back out. It's starting to come back out. Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm getting a lot of messages. So we've been, we've been trying a new ad agency and it's not really working out too well. So we're gonna have to find some other means. Like we're trying to jump through hoops to go through Google ads, but man, it's fucking ridiculous. I saw there were more charges for Trump than they indict him again on something. I forgot. I, I didn't see what it was. I saw Jack there, was, Smith. there was a super indictment. Yes, another one dropped the January 6th. They're trying to get him for that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, Saw a lot of stuff, but again, like I said, I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on in the world because, or at least American politics, it's so depressing, quite honestly. Um, so I did see, I did happen to see the RFK interview with Sean Hannity, and I'm sorry, Sean Hannity's a fucking idiot. That dude, politics aside, as an interviewer, does he ever let his guests talk? No. Does he ever let his guests talk? Like... I was like, Sean, listen, bro, listen, Boomer. Let me let me let me explain something to you just real quick. I know that you're a professional, what you do, but there comes a time that you have to kind of have a come to Jesus meeting, or in your case, a come to Trump meeting because you worship him just like you do Jesus. Um, you're there to interview somebody. No one gives a fuck what you have to say or think. They want to know what the person you're interviewing has to say. And that would be RFK Jr. So if you could do us a favor and shut the hell up, that'd be perfect. Really appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking clown show. Clown show with this. But, uh, bro, RFK Jr. is picking up some steam. Oh, yeah. The Democrats are super nervous about that guy, right? He's polling great with conservatives. They're independents and conservatives. He's polling really good. RFK Jr. Now, this is not me supporting him. This is just what I'm seeing right now. He's almost like an older, old school liberal. Old school Democrat. That's yeah, why like this guy a, is reaching across the aisle and he's really pushing a platform of transparency. He's still a gun grabber. Don't get me wrong. But the reason I tell you that is I, I don't, I think Biden's going to have to step back and I think RFK is going to be the nominee. I yeah, really do. I just don't think Biden can make it. No, I don't think so either. But I think RFK, I think if Gavin Newsom, even if Gavin Newsom throws his hat in the ring, he'll have the establishment. RFK, I kind of feel that he's kind of go to the way, he's going to go the way of Tulsi Gabbard. The way the, she's really good with independents, she's really good with conservatives, for the most part. Actually, I shouldn't say for the most part. She still has socialist tendencies, but she's backed down on a lot of those things. RFK could go the same way, that when you go against the DNC establishment, they're going to just torpedo you. Yeah, they'll Bernie Sanders in. Exactly. I was about to say Bernie Sanders, too, but, bro, he's polling well. Like, I would actually like to see him run as an independent. I would say fuck the DNC. You know, in this time right now, and there is so much drama between the MAGA and DeSantis camp right now, especially on Twitter, to the point where I, it's just Twitter's become just a, a back and forth of just you know, slimy politics. Do you think it's more manufactured That's than what I'm anything wondering. else? That's because, what I've been wondering. I mean, I'm a Trump supporter. Trump's getting sued. Did you see that? He's by, getting, again? No, no, no. By a, a super PAC that donated over 40 or $60 million to him that apparently was, it was basically said that he diverted $40 million towards legal defense. And they're suing him because they want a refund. Is it because they donated to his campaign, not his legal defense? There's so much stuff. Also, his it's original all the same thing though. Really, his right? campaign manager just came out in an interview saying they knew the election was lost and it wasn't rigged. Uh, Pedro Gonzar Pedro, I forget what his name is on Twitter. I have to sh share the article. These are his own people from his last run coming out and being interviewed saying, "Yeah, we kind of knew this wasn't rigged. We knew we lost." It's like, bro, I'm telling you. Jesus, that wasn't me. For once, that was not me. That was not me. So. 
Um, I saw that unfolding and it's just like, it's not going to change any minds. Nobody seems to care, but I just, I cannot believe that people are still donating to this dude's legal defense fund. I cannot believe that. Meanwhile, you got J6ers over there rotting away, but Trump's like, they're not coming after me. They're, they're coming after you, but I stayed in the way. And then you got J6ers whose lives have been destroyed. Like, uh, yeah, dude, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. And then RFK with Hannity's interview uh, actually boosted him in the conservative movement. He made Hannity look stupid. Got an article on this one um, calling out the warmongers. And it's like, damn. So that was interesting to see. Uh, I caught some glimpses of that one. And then um, apparently Hunter Biden in the hot seat. We'll see what happens. But like you said, I think a lot of this is manufactured. I'm to the point now where I've just, I've kind of stopped caring. I don't care anymore. I, I think I just, the outrage between DeSantis folks and Trump folks is a little bit more manufactured. I think the oh, Biden is, stuff, yeah, the Hunter yeah. Biden stuff, that guy's screwed. Do you think they're actually going to go through with it? I, uh, to me, bro, I'm to the point now it's like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll yeah, believe it when I, mean, I see it. The same thing with Trump's camp. It's like, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. It's like, you never get him. This dude, it's Hunter, it's Joe Biden's son. They're not going to touch this dude. They're not going to touch him. I think he's. I think Biden is going to have to step down, and that's going to be part of the whole thing. Think so, so I think that's how he kind of gets out. If I had a guess, I think that would be the route that they're going to take because it, it's there's so much evidence. I mean, yeah. You, it well, just today keeps piling up. Today, his uh, uh, Joe or not Joe uh, Hunter Biden's <clears throat> excuse me work associate is being uh, is testifying. Devin Archer. But it's like unless I see some charges. Unless I see some potential jail time. What was the last time like a politician actually went to jail? See, you know, they talk about like the election res wasn't rigged in 2020. Yeah. Well, just one small fraction of like people knowing about the Hunter Biden laptop mm -hmm. said they would change their yeah, vote. Which could be technically that's election interference. That's election interference. They suppressed it through Facebook, through the, Twitter. Yeah, the fact Nothing's that they used all these them. social media <clears throat> outlets to their favor and to yeah. suppress people, yeah. that's election interference. 100%. Now, I personally think that they probably stuffed the ballot like, boxes why, as well. Well, I'm not saying there's not election meddling. I'm not saying that, of course, there's. we saw what happened in Wisconsin. But what I'm saying, though, is like, I don't see anybody going to jail. I don't see yeah, Zuckerberg nobody. being penalized. I don't see Jack Dorsey or any of those board members being penalized. When you suppressed certain information, now here, don't get me wrong. Now, well, you folks. see that BTX guy, yeah, Sam Friedman, released, yeah, yeah, gone, released. done. Oh. He scammed millions. Nothing happens to him. But he did donate to a lot of Democrats. Yes, he did. So did fucking Facebook. So did Facebook. Yep. Now I know you're already going like, well, wait a minute, John. Libertarian principle, private company, but it's not private. They are on the receiving end of federal dollars. Therefore, they are by proxy government employees. Therefore, all the amendments apply to them to include the First Amendment. So when you're suppressing all this other stuff, it's just like you are clearly violating the 1A, but you're taking, ta you're taking taxpayer dollars, so you should have to be forced to respect the 1A. Um, and I don't say they have any of these people. And I, I'm just I'm like, I'm getting, I'm burned out. I am so burned out. Apparently, Elon changed Twitter to X. Um, and it just seems like it's just more of the same from everybody. Uh, you know, it's certainly not a free speech platform. Uh, he says it is. It's not. Yeah, especially after our experience with dealing with yeah, somebody those from Twitter liberals, yeah. who are like, well, we just don't like John Burke. Yeah, so anything he made transgender shooter yeah. jokes. Like, fuck trans people. I don't give a fuck about them. Right. I'm sorry. You're All a bunch right. of degenerate weirdos. So, that oh, bro, that was another great thing about Mexico. There ain't none of that gay shit down there. None. You don't see a single fucking rainbow gay homo flag at all. You know why? Because nobody fucking cares. Nobody. That's why it's like sometimes I'm glad to leave America because this shit's gotten just fucking retarded. It's gotten stupid. Just fucking stupid. So it's just, oh, that was so refreshing. 
You know, nobody's like, what are your pronouns? It was like fucking senorita amigo. That's it. There ain't none of this in between bullshit. It's all made up bullcrap. But uh, yeah. So, all right, let's get into the news, folks. Today's episode is brought to you by Shellshock CBD. You know the drill. By the way, we're running a sale today, right? 10% off all Delta A products. Using 10% code. on all Delta A products using code. The big guy. The big guy. One yeah, word. 10% off for the big guy. All one word, yeah. The big guy gets you 10% off of all Delta A products just for today. A little return from Mexico deal that I guess this FBI was, or the uh, the Hunter Biden guy. Whatever happened to the FBI whistleblowers? Devin Archer. Yeah, they all testified. They all testified. Anything come from that? Uh, other than the legacy media coming out and be like, so-called whistleblowers. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not Vidman, so they're so-called whistleblowers. Ian Smith. Remember Ian Smith Fitness? Yeah. Oh, bro. He's on a, uh, he's on a rampage over on Twitter. He's going to, he, there. He's basically there. A lot of people are accusing him of being anti-Semite right now. And it's just like he basically made this tweet of like, "Why do you think he was released?" This is because he's Jewish. And I was like, "I don't think it's because he's Jewish. I think it's because he donated a lot of money, to fucking DNC super packs." Uh, Freeman? Yeah, Freeman. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, probably because he donated is he even Jewish? billions I know that. of dollars to politicians. Yeah. But the thing I love about that is like, there's this page called like anti-Semitism, whatever. They got like seventy thousand followers. And instead of like, and this is what I hate about Jewish people when they take this attack or they take this approach, it's that when you want to discuss white nepotism, black nepotism, political nepotism, whatever the case, but suddenly when it comes to Jews, that's a, that's a taboo topic. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit that 6 million were murdered. And I don't mean like that. Like I, that's horrible, but I, you can't use that as an excuse why you cannot question and criticize Jewish nepotism. You, you can't use that. You can't yeah. run defense it's like, well, six million people. I do no, that doesn't apply to this. That, that has nothing to do with this. But when you start looking at certain reoccurrences, and it's like, why can't we? I'm not saying it exists to the level that a lot of people do say it, it claims it do claims it does. But we should be allowed to have these conversations without automatically having the anti-Semitite, anti-Semitite, anti-Semitic accusation being tossed into the ring right off the bat. It's like, wait a minute. It's like we should. You can discuss anything. Black, white, doesn't matter. Jews are not a protected class. My God, if anybody's protected these days, it's the fucking blacks. They're way protected. Say anything about them, they melt down. Especially the N-word. When they say it, it's okay. When you do it, like, oh my God, racist. But um, yeah, I saw Ian Smith just getting into it on Twitter. And of course, his anti-Semitic page, instead of actually having a discussion on the San Friedman thing, and this is why they don't look very good on Twitter right now as far as the Jewish media out there, uh, it's that they instantly went into character assassination mode. Ian Smith murdered somebody, failed congressional candidate, failed gym owner. But it's like this dude actually stood against the fucking government. I don't know why he sold his gym. I don't, it's none of my business. I was like, but and what he did back during those days, it was he paid his he paid his dues. So it's kind of like, why are you trying to character assassinate and yet you're deflecting away from talking about why Friedman was released? Is it due to Jewish nepotism or is it something different? I'm not saying it's either or. I'm saying, but we should be able to have these conversations. But I'm sorry. It's getting to the point now when Jews pearl clutch, you're no different than any other woke person out there. That when you instantly throw down the anti-Semitic card, you've already lost the conversation. If you think there's no such thing as Jewish nepotism, therefore you should say there's no such thing as white, black. No, it exists in every culture, every race, every ethnicity. It doesn't fucking matter. It 100% exists. So calling it out, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But there's a difference in saying, I just hate Jewish people in general because I fucking hate Jews. That's different. Yeah. You can criticize an act that's like, look, you know, this should not be legal. This There's clearly political uh, benefits or uh, financial, whatever the case may be. But it's like to, to deflect away from having these conversations and just automatic. It's like the, it's no different than the left saying if we have a discussion on black violence, automatically you're racist. It's like, no, that's nothing to do with this. We're talking about stats. We're talking about like figures here. But I don't know. 
But I did see that Rand Paul wants to prosecute Fauci. He should. He should. 100%. That dude should be in jail. Yeah. He should be in jail. A lot of them should be in jail. 100%. But it's a two-tiered uh, justice system that we live under right Bro, now. Bro, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking yeah, we ridiculous. We live in one America, yeah. and then the kings and queens behind the wall. Live in I'm all for a revolution. Burn it to the fucking ground, and let's rebuild it and start again. I'm okay with that. And this time, term limits. Term limits for oh, yeah. every single branch Everything. of government to include the SCOTUS. To include the SCOTUS. 10 years max. 10 years max. Yeah. That's it. Every 10 years, a new election cycle for all. Well, we'll, we'll do a two-year gap. Each, each every, every two years, there should be another election. Every presidency should be able to appoint one kind of judge. That should be fair. And age limits, yeah. Trump's 77. Biden's 80-something. Mitch McConnell, I saw him like, rah, 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 rah. did you see that? Yeah, it's after he took his Delta 8. I was about to say, when them shell shock Delta 8 got me <laughs> smack it, bro. We are being, we are being led by boomers that are so out of touch, that are so old, bro, it needs to end. This is ridiculous. These people do not know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. They have no idea about this. And they're going to go up there and just try and start talking policy changes that really line their own pockets. So it's kind of like, man, I'm tired of this. So I've just lost all faith. I've lost all faith in this. It's like, it's just a fucking clown show at this point. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, the 2024 election is Bro. probably the most important election. I would have to say in, yes. In, in the but, history but, of this But everybody country. says that about every election. It's like, oh, this is the most important election yet. It's like, mm, this one? You know, yeah, I think it is. Precipice of World War Three. Precipice. 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 Yeah. Dumb fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'd love to discuss that on your perugula. Yeah. <laughs> on that <you>. token, <laughs> get back to the subject matter at hand. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to see Fauci behind bars. I would. I'd like to see him pay back all that money he made. It's ridiculous, but oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. All right, Shell Shock CBD. Save ten percent for today and today only. Um, what was it again? The big guy. The big guy saves you ten percent. Saves you ten percent. Uh, also, don't forget on our rewards program. Did you know that you can refer a friend? If you refer a friend, you can generate your own code and you can get paid for this. You can save money on your own products. Go to the rewards program. Go look on the website. It's there. You can refer a friend. Uh, it's pretty amazing. So if you're an avid Shellshock user, you can go check this out. And if you've got friends that you want to refer, you can actually get credit for this. You can get reward and loyalty points. I don't know if you're aware of this. I hope you are. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Pretty fucking amazing. So, all right, let's get into the news, folks. First off of the bat, we've got Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signs law allowing DACA illegal aliens to police Americans. <laughs> My God. Huh. So you broke the law, but now you get to enforce the law that you broke. Are these like kids who have been here for a while? I have no idea. I, again, I don't read these articles before I, before the show. I just a catchy talented title. Let's look at it. Let's yeah. discuss it. So, um, Democrat legislators with a oh, hold on, oh, wait, 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 wait. I gotta read you this one. Hold on, one second, guys. You need to laugh. I, I got a laugh for you right here. Um, who is this douchebag? This douche canoe. Um, his name is Greg Caesar, and he's out of Texas. Um, you got to listen to this, man. Um, yesterday, I quote, his tweet was, yesterday was incredible. I was honored to be joined at my thirst strike 
by workers in Texas and across the nation and by lots of colleagues pushing for federal heat safety protections. What? Okay, two things. Third strike, man, you really think yourself important. Uh, I kind of hope you die. I, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, well, I'm going to starve myself. Well, you're going to die then. Goodbye. Stick to your guns there, buddy. Let's see how dedicated. Anyway, for federal heat safety protections. So now it's the federal government's job to protect us from the sun. But it gets better. Oh, it gets so much better. Nine hours without food or water, but I'm more energized than ever to get this done. Folks, move over. John Bassalone, step aside, Gandhi, take a seat, Joan of Arc, Greg Caesar, went for nine hours without food or what, how, oh, now in my world, we call that sleep, <laughs> you can do the same thing falling asleep, and it was so funny, because if you go and look at this douchebag's Twitter, they actually have people out. He's got, he's, he's number one, he's in a dressed shirt. He's in nice suit pants. It's like, oh, really? Oh, you're really taking this seriously. And he's got people taking his digital temperature. He's got a thing on his neck, like an ice pack. And he's sitting there on the steps of the Capitol going, <laughs> breathing, panting like a dog. Bro, it's been nine hours. Granted, yeah, I get the DC heat's probably pretty brutal, but it's been nine hours. Big fucking deal. And this is how bad it is when beta men try to take a stand for something. It's a beta stance. Meanwhile, masculine men with like actual balls are just looking at him like, bro, you are such, dare I say, just. Speechless. You're just speechless. You're like, this is you taking a stand? Like, there are people that will literally set themselves on fire. Matter of fact, I will go buy you the gasoline. I will buy you the gasoline personally and go get the matches if you'll do that instead. Please set yourself on fire for the cause. Come on, Greta. Step it up. Nine hours. However, did he do it? So brave. So brave. So much bravery. Nine hours, man. I, I can't even imagine. Is there a single woman that would ever let this dude inside of her? Or guy, for that matter. <laughs> I'm sure there is. His name is Phil. His name is Phil me. Phil McCrutch. Dude, I, I just, I don't get where these people are respected. But you just see him in this photo, and it's just like, it's such cringe. It's such weakness. These people should be bullied and harassed into suicide. Just purge society of the mentally weak bitches. It's ridiculous. These weak men breed weak children. This is not what America needs anymore. Bring back bullying. Bring back harassing. Make it great again. Fuck these weak motherfuckers. Ugh. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It's stupid. Well, John, do you have no value for life? No, I really don't. I don't give a fuck about any of you weak motherfuckers. I really don't. There is a difference in like being weak or just having to take a knee because of whatever the case. And then there's another difference. of like, look what I did. I crossed the road. I'm so brave. Like, no, bro. No. Nine hours without food or water. However, did you do it? Is it going to be easy? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're going to be a little thirsty. You could be a little hungry, but um, you'll survive. You'll be okay. But yeah, the shot of him with that digital thermometer and like them like checking his pulse and he's just sitting there. Uh, uh, uh. Someone get this man another tampon. It's about to say, get the dick out of your ass, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Lazy Sheep says, bro, I did that for 12 hours. It's called working a 10 hour and then night and then sleeping. Fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. It's just so stupid, man. But yeah, I saw that uh, while I was still in Mexico and I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is why the world thinks America's full with pussies. We're a joke. We're a joke. On the international scale, we need toxic masculinity back, folks. Bad we late. need we need toxic. Start making fun of these betas. Stop with this inclusivity bullshit. Stop it. I'm not saying like be like Andrew Tate toxic masculinity. What color do you body and that fucking bullshit over there? But this type of bullshit should be frowned upon. Don't raise your children to be this way. Don't raise them to be this way. It's ridiculous. Also, uh, people talking about a uh, prayer in school. I saw a post on this, and it, it was very interesting to me. That people are saying we need prayer in school. So I made a post on this comment or a comment on this Facebook page. And I was like, no, I don't want prayer in school because it's not the school's responsibility. It's the parents' responsibility. And so people are kind of like, oh, and yeah, America's done so well since we took prayer out of school. It's like, you're telling me taking prayer out of school is what led America down this downward slope? Well, number one, if you're a Christian, you believe this is actually what's supposed to happen. There is a tribulation we're going to go through before the rapture. So I'm not sure why you're trying to delay the inevitable. But secondly, if you think taking prayer out of school was the moment that America really started falling, you're kind of full of shit. It's parenting, folks. It is not, so again, and this is why I think conservatives by and large that push this agenda don't know what they're actually saying. Because my first question is, which prayer? If you're not okay having the Muslim call to prayer, then there should be no prayer at all. And the reason for this is because academia, those teachers, it's not their responsibility to teach your child morality. Now, if it's a private school, like your kids, that's different. But taxpayer-funded why do conservatives still go back to this idea that it's the teacher's responsibility to educate the students on religious theocracy or, uh, or theology or morality? That's your job. Last I checked, that's what church is for. Mm -hmm. I don't want a teacher teaching my child about religion because I don't know what that teacher believes. So if you really think prayer is what's going to fix this nation, it's actually not. Not in the schools. It's at home. But once again, the conservative crowd takes the stance of a leftist tactic of put it on the government, put it on the government, be it state or federal, put it on them. It's not their job to raise your child. It's yours. Stop depending and relying upon the very same people that you accuse of lying, manipulating all these other things. Stop it. Take some personal accountability because I'm telling you what they learn in the home is going to pave the way for how they, what they learn in school what to stand up against, what to say I am not going to be a part of. Why do you, Why are you putting it on a teacher? I don't understand that. I, I, I just, I don't understand that. So, and here's the other thing. Like, you you can pray in school, but they want it like official. Now, I remember back in the day, we had to stand up, say the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, you could say the prayer. I get that. But if you think that's really where America's written now. Did you say, you said a prayer in public school? Yeah. Here in Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we didn't do that in Ohio. It was just a yeah. Pledge of Allegiance. She got up. Pledge of Allegiance, yeah. We had daily prayer, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. But at the same token, I'm just kind of like, no, because if you're not cool having like, Akbar, then there should be no prayer. Or we can have a consensus here and say, hey, you got the next 30 seconds to say your prayer silently. Fair enough. You respect the religion. Cool. And if you don't want to pray, you don't have to pray. I think that's completely fair to me. 
That's just me. Oh, these public schools seem to suck anyway. So they really do. They really oh, man. I don't blame these people for wanting to pull their kids out for what they're teaching the schools. It feels like America has always been behind the power curve when it comes to academia. Other countries like Greece, by the time they've hit third grade, they're already learning their second language. Yeah. Our schools are just kind of like, do you not know what you are if you're a boy or a girl and you want to chop your dick off? We can help you with Fuck out of here with that. I'm so tired of this bullshit. So tired of it. So, anywho. Oh, we got a little, you know, member of the public says, get some help. I'm, I'm, get some help for what? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? Talking about me? Or are you talking about those fruitcakes in school? This is what they're teaching, folks. This is what they're teaching your kids. I'll tell you, here in Texas, in Frisco, there's they were, they had a, a school board meeting about boys using girls' restrooms. I can't even, yeah. I'm like, what? We got to have more toxic masculine need, to come out there and yeah. be like, this, this faggotry needs to stop. But this you, shit's getting stupid. This is ridiculous. This is what the LGBT has brought us. Nothing but this gayness. Nothing but this retardation. It's stupid. It is stupid. It's true. I don't care if you like it or not, folks. I really don't care if you like that or not. It's the truth. It's it's so refreshing to leave America and not see this bullshit shoved in your face all the time. And then you come back to America and there it is. Every single fucking day. The trans fruitcakes, these nut jobs, nonstop in your face. Uh, my pronouns, my this, the gender assigned at birth. Like, get the fuck out of here. And it's all because of the gays. I'm not blaming all the gays out there. Don't get me wrong. But it came from the LGBT. You ushered this nonsense in. It's fucking ridiculous. It's liberalism. Liberalism. It's disgusting. I don't hate gay people. I mean, the really fruity ones. Like, okay, you're just you're you're trying to fit a stereotype. It's no different than fucking anything else. And it's just stupid at this yeah, point. I just don't care how people live their lives. I don't give a fuck. That's either. not my business unless it comes into my life. And oh, it's in to, your life now. Yeah. Oh, it's in your it's life like, now. That's, okay. Well. Because before it was like, okay, we got no, we got no problems yeah, with this. Care. Do what you want as a tranny. I don't give a shit. You're a cross yeah, dresser. Whatever you want to do. And chop a shit off until he actually does. Don't try to talk to my kids about it though. Mm, don't, exactly. Don't, don't talk to kids yeah. about sex. Dude, it gets to the point now where the only way to combat this is through violence. Yeah. Like, I, if you want to put sex or this type of shit in kids' movies, I'm not going to take my kids no. to see those movies. Nope. That's it. You know, Barbie. Barbie movie is grossing millions. Oppenheimer. I went and saw that uh, the day we got back from Mexico. I want to talk about a review on that before. I need. I, let me go back to that first. Um, but Barbie is doing really well. I'm not going to go see it because you're intimidated. I just don't give a fuck about Barbie. I never played with Barbie. Why do I want to go see a movie? G.I. Joe, uh, I thought I was going to enjoy, but it's The Rock, and he's not the greatest of actors, so I really wasn't putting my money on that one. Um, but And also Channing Tatum. I'm sorry. like No, no Oscar in that guy's future. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just full of hate today. I don't care. Um, but Barbie, I, I don't know. They, you know, I, I, I was walking in to go watch Oppenheimer, and I saw the Barbie uh, movie poster. It talked about she's Barbie and he's just Ken. And the biggest things they are focusing on is the fact that this was a female producer director. Uh, and this is like such a big breakthrough for them because it's it's gotten so much money, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I just don't have a desire to watch it. But apparently Ben Shapiro went and watched it and then burned some Barbie doll or some shit like that. I don't know if he was doing it in jest. I really don't care. Um, I just have no desire to see this movie. I really don't give a fuck. I don't, you know, and look, I'm going to tell you this right now, ladies, if you need a movie to make you feel empowered, then you're not fucking empowered. You're just not. I don't need a movie. You see, this is why men are the stronger sex. We will always be the stronger sex. Always. Women can sometimes be the smartest ones, but we will always be the strongest sex. And here's the reason why. And mentally stronger too, absolutely 100%. And here's the reason why. You don't see men 
flocking in droves to theaters saying, ah, oh, this is so empowering for men for what we go through. Men don't give a fuck. You know why? Because no matter what, you still got to wake up at the butt crack of dawn, go to work, deal with some shithead boss just so you can put some food on the table and provide for your family. Men don't need the false empowerment bullshit. We are empowered. Now, you can say it's through a patriarchal method, but at the same token, I don't see women out there in the labor force working the hardcore labor jobs. I still don't. Still don't. And there's a reason for that, because you're physically weaker. So you sit there, and you can cream your panties all you want over how fuck, oh, why the fuck would you want to go out in the workforce anyway? To feel independent, you be my guest. Be just as stressed as the men are. If that's what you want to do, look, and I'm all for that. You, you want to do what you Fine. Fine. But stop with this bullshit of how empowered you are from a movie about a plastic fucking doll. I'm, I'm so over this bullshit. I'm going to go a step further. I don't give a fuck about Jason Aldean's trial this in a small town. Bro, you are such a fucking metrosexual, closeted homosexual. I'm sorry. Your music's not even real country. It's garbage. Try that out in a small town. Bro, you ain't going to do fuck all. Stop, Aldean. You ain't doing shit. It's virtue signaling for musicians. And did you see this, the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing? Did I talk about that on the last show? I don't think so. Oh, bro. It's bad. She did some music video with some fucking Trump's nephew just gang-banging cracker thug wannabe. It, it's, it's cringe as fuck. And he calls her mega VIP MGT. I'm like, bro, you know, even I'm like, <sighs> fucking white people. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. The fuck is wrong with you? You're not a gangbanger. Trying you're to get not, that young vote. Oh, bro. I'll tell you, that's one thing Democrats so are really bad. good at is yeah. getting getting yeah. the young vote because they're so stupid. They are. Democrat I mean, children. I mean, they're raised they, by liberal parents. Yeah. yeah. That's it's just so easy to manipulate. Hold on. Right? I gotta pull this up, man. Now that we're on the topic, actually I'll pull it up on my Instagram. Um, and it's not until you really know. No, no, they took it down on my Instagram for a quote unquote hate speech. Because all I said was fucking white people. Apparently that's hate speech now. That's strange like, because I was just watching uh, the new Transformer movie. And there's like, another one. It's the one with the gorillas and the jungle animals. They're oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot well, about like that. Like this guy's going in for an interview and he's Hispanic and his mom's like, "Well, make sure you laugh at the, his jokes. White people love that." Like, oh, but that's okay. I was like, oh, okay. Do that against like yeah. any other fucking protected <laughs> class, and suddenly it's like, oh my god, you use the N word. Uh, you use it every fucking day. Crack ass, cracker. Oh my gosh, it's just oh my god. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is just sitting there, and it is the most cringe crap you've ever seen in your entire life. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pushing forty, man. So I'm waiting. I'm 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 wondering if I'll be able to identify that period in my life where I am now out of touch with the younger generation. But I see shit like this, like, no, bro, this is this ain't it, chief. This ain't it, bro. Whatever you were trying to achieve, this ain't it. So I wonder if, like, is this like a boomer take from Burke or is it just kind of like, bro, I'm not saying I know what's cool anymore because I listen to all the, for case, case in point, uh, I have not been excited about any kind of new artist releasing any music at all. There's nothing that motivates me anymore. There's no. nothing I'm excited for anymore. It just feels like we're just recycling the same shit over different auto-tune beats, something different. It's not like it was during the days because I was on a early 2000s, late 90s playlist, and I missed that music. It was good music. Um, today, I put it on contemporary. I put it on today's hits. Bro, it's garbage. It is garbage. I just, I can't listen to I it. I can't. 
And I know that like every boomer has the same approach, like back in my day, it's like, eh, I get that. But the same token, we were raised like, and you're still kind of in this, like the, the Gen X millennial, we were raised in that, that cusp of the, the blending away from the boomers to where we, we're older than Google. You know, we've yeah. experienced the transition from the dial-up or, yeah, dial-up AOL bullshit messenger to all the way now you got it on your phone. You know, we had rotary phones. We had the long landlines, and we had the flip phones. And apparently they're going back to flip phones now. I saw an Oppenheimer in the, the coming attractions. There's this, this new Samsung. It's like, oh, wait, you can do this with your screen. It's like, bro, that's the fucking Nokia flip phone. What the fuck? Like, we're, we're, we're recircling. We're recycling the same shit over and over and over again. But the newer generation has never seen this before. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, bro, they were called Razors. And they were like the, the coolest thing back then. Now it's like, uh, it's funny. No. I was just telling my kids about that over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sit down, you little shitheads. Dad's going to tell you back there. Back during the war, we had fucking Nokia handheld block phones. What's a clamp phone, daddy? (laughs) (laughs) It's like seeing the old Transformers. Like, "Ah, they served their purpose back in the day. Bro, we're old, man. We're not old. But it's it's just very interesting, though, how, how fast we have evolved in technology of, say, for example, cell phones in a very short time span, very yeah. short time span. Like we hit like this, this boost of uh, technology to where things have just, you know, progressed so quickly. And now AI is taking over and it's very, it's scary to see. It's very scary to see in Oppenheimer. There's another coming attraction for a, a movie that actually looks really good that AI has taken over, nuked the planet. And now they're fighting AI robots. It actually looked really good. And she was like, do you think that's possible? I'm like, you know, I'm not Alex Jones, but yeah, I do think it's possible. I really do. If AI takes off to the point where they're saying it will, AI would know best for what's best for humanity. They would start eliminating the bad faith actors and players. They would do it. You think so? I 100% think so, yes. Even Elon Musk, who, again, I think this guy's hit or miss on some things. Even he's saying it's got to be regulated because if it's not, we're in some bad trouble. Bad trouble. Especially if AI is able to start thinking and developing on its own, which they said it is capable of doing. That's nuts. That is nuts yeah. to me. So, I don't know. Skynet, yeah, thank you. But, uh, okay, so real quick, probably not going to get into many topics today, but Oppenheimer. Um, Oppenheimer, it's about three hours long. Really good movie. Best of the century? No, not by far. Sorry, I cannot agree with that one. Was it well done? Yes, it was very well done. It, it's worth going to see. I think I saw it for like eight bucks. It was worth the money. Go see it. Good flick. Um, it's about the development of the atomic bomb. I do believe I'd, I'd seen another movie. I think it was Fat Man and Little Boy with John Cusack. Similar. It talks about building the uh, the camp out there in New Mexico. The uh, what was it, the Trinity Project? But it goes into and I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I mean, you fucking know how it ends. They drop the bomb. I mean, everybody knows. Um, but it goes into more detail about Oppenheimer himself as a person. It talks about how scientists back during the era of post and pre-World War II were such high-value commodities and how a lot of them had worked together. They knew each other. Einstein's in the movie. Um, and it talks about uh, post-atomic bomb drop, what they tried to do to Oppenheimer. You see a lot of, and folks, it's interesting, you see a lot of McCarthyism references in there. Now, for those who don't remember, McCarthyism was a senator that had the big pink scare, the big red scare. Everybody was a communist. Now, there was communism in America back then. There was. But it got so bad that it was cancel culture back then. It was. If you got blacklisted as a commie, you were done. You ain't getting a job. 
You're done. Right. They'll come after you. It's the same fucking thing today. History repeats itself, folks. Cancel culture. This is not the first of it. It existed. But the problem with McCarthyism back during the day is even if you were suspected of being a communist or a communist sympathizer, you were done. How was Matt Damon in the movie? Actually really good. It, there was a lot. Josh Hartnett. Remember him? The, the teenage uh, heartthrob dude, Josh Hartnett from Black Hawk Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. And he actually played a really good role. Um, this is like second movie that he's done. <laughs> he did a bunch of rom-coms, did, did good he? for himself. But uh, he's in this one. There's a lot of actors that you're like, oh, I know that guy. But you don't remember their names. Um, the acting was actually really well done. Robert Downey Jr. You know, I don't know what this guy's politics are. He's probably another freaking douchebag. Liberal like, oh, I respect his acting is incredible. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. No, that no, was awesome. Forget that. that. That's forget probably that. one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's good. But I'm talking about like serious acting. Like you see. I don't care about it. I think, I think his versatility is very good. Um, so he plays a senator in this movie. And he's basically, he's the one who hires Oppenheimer. And it goes back and forth. Um, this movie definitely has a twist. It's, it's very well produced. Very well directed. Worth the see. Worth the watch. Worth the money. Sorry. It is not one of the greatest of all times. I, I wouldn't go see it again. I would say hour three, they could they could have condensed that. Um, it's three hours? It's three hours. Hour three, yeah. it's rug on. It, it, it didn't need to be that long because it goes, in, it's like three phases. It talks about the emergence of how the Nazis now have, uh, the potentially have the bomb. They're getting their working way to the bomb. And so the first part talks about how they're bringing all the scientists together, um, yada, yada, yada. Second part is the experimentation, the dropping of the bomb. The third part goes into the trials. The trials, not really trials, but um, when they tried to pin Blaine on Oppenheimer, they could have condensed that. They could have they could have done that in like the post roll credits. It's like you know at the end of a, like a good historically somewhat f- nonfiction movie, how they have like the credits rolls like back or, or on this day, blah blah, and it gives a final analysis of what happened after the fact. Yeah, you could have done that. You could have done that. They drug that shit out, and even I was kind of like, even Sheila was like, we didn't need to see that third hour. I was like, yeah, I think that that could have been condensed a lot, but um. I will say, though, in that third hour is when they hit you with that switch, and it's really good. So, but anyway, you know, everybody's a critic. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. It's for my my truth. This is my truth, according to Oprah. Uh, but no, I would, it's a family. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it is not a family movie. Do not take your family, your kids. Nudity. There's fucking in there. You actually see, uh, you don't see the dicks and stuff like that, but you do see them actually fucking. You see boobies. Um, so it's definitely not for kids. Don't take your kids to see this one. It wasn't lovemaking. It was lovemaking, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I did. We finished the series, The Righteous Gemstones, uh, season three. I think we finished that. I have never seen an HBO series with more dicks in it than that series. And you know, even uh, even women are like, I don't want to see men's dicks just flopping around. It's a different seeing boobs. Everybody loves boobs. Even Everybody. women love boobs. Yeah. But dicks, that's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Like if you think about like a dick, a penis, it, it's just such an ugly thing. You know, women are built so much differently. They are beautiful creatures. Men is like, eh, eh, we're not, we're not. Sorry, guys, we're just not. It's an acquired taste. It's an well, no, you don't. I don't have to acquire a taste for dick. I'm sorry, I just don't. You don't? I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, bruh. But um, um, I just thought uh <clears throat> that Oppenheimer. There's also a lot of uh, artistic licensing in there. There's some untruths in there. Uh, there was literally no. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give away the movie. Um, and 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 discussing that topic would. Get, it's not gonna give away. I mean, 
in the beginning, he, he almost poisons his teacher with a poison apple. And they said it actually wasn't true. And then they said it kind of was true. So there's some back and forth. But they did take some artistic license to make it somewhat better and more interesting. Um, but, you know, small little things like that, I really don't give a shit about. Uh, there were some conundrums. They're not conundrums. There were some... Um, some issues like you'll see in the background, the American flag waving with all 50 stars during that time. I think we only had 48 states because I think, what was it, New Mexico? When did they enter? It was like, I forget when it was, like in the 50s or something like that. Became a state, maybe it wasn't New Mexico. Uh, another one like, um, I forget what it was. But anyway, they showed the flag with all 50 stars. But, and people were focusing on that. as like, really? That's what you want to criticize it about? I was like, I'm sorry, I think you're stretching there. Yeah, it's not historically accurate, but it's not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah, Hawaii, Alaska. Hawaii, okay, thank you. Um, when you see something like that, it's not like going to throw everything off. It's like, oh, I can't believe anything now. That's an easy mistake to make. Fair enough. But um, I did see this tweet from this one guy who talked about, uh, yeah, I was in this theater watching Oppenheimer, and for some reason, nobody joined my chant after they dropped the bomb when I started saying, USA, USA. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was really, really interesting. And uh, very well produced, though. I, I will say it was good to watch. And there's a lot of theoreticals in there because he talks about how, you know, the, the quote everybody quotes is like, I am now the destroyer of worlds. I've given man the ability to destroy. But it's very interesting how it segues into the Cold War. It's very interesting how it segues into that to say, we've we've created this now. This isn't going to because you have to remember back when they were developing the atom bomb, it was this is going to be the weapon to end all wars. This is it. In fact, it didn't. Because they were basically saying, like, if we've got a nuke, they've got a nuke, it's a stalemate. We're done. Nah, not so much. Not so much. Once again, the government gets it wrong. Kind of like Social Security. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, they, they talked about how Oppenheimer did feel bad that he basically had given the world. Because, um, you know, he wasn't stupid. He knew that it wasn't going to be America that had this. It's going to be everybody. But uh, once they had enriched uranium, then they started talking about hydrogen bombs. And they, they basically said that now we've got to work on the next big thing. And he, I think he kind of had the understanding of, which I knew he did. I mean, or I didn't know, but I think anybody with common sense would know the longevity of such a discovery is going to lead to bigger and worse things. And the other part that he also understood was that if it's not from me, somebody else will do this. Somebody else will invent this. You know, there is no single mind out there that cannot replicate this. So it was just a matter of let's get America, let's give it, let's give it to America first, and then we can like pave the way. But anyway, um, it was a really good movie though. I would say, you know, if you're on the fence about it, go see it. Don't give a fuck about Barbie. Sorry, just don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. I don't need to be empowered by some fake plastic bimbo bitch. Just not interested in it. Uh, and, you know, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> it's always you fucking feminists. It's always you ugly, fat, overweight, obese, septum ring-having, blue-haired bitches that are out there that they want to write out these long novels on how deep Barbie is. Y'all see these viral shares on my Facebook page of just the stupidest fucking women like dissecting a movie about Barbie. It represents the men's, you know, and how the men have kept the women down for page. Men gave you the right to vote. Shut the fuck up, bitch. What the fuck are you on about? You know, all we've done is given you the ability to flap your gums all the more and you won't shut the fuck up. Nothing is ever good enough for you. Nothing. Fuck me. But, uh, you know. All right, enough of this bullshit. We're almost done with today's episode. So let's get to, get to a few of these political topics. That's why you listen to us. 
Uh, Democrat legislators with a supermajority in the Illinois House and Senate passed legislation in June that opens law enforcement jobs to thousands of illegal aliens enrolled in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA program, as well as thousands of other foreign nationals with work permits for the federal government. Nothing like having a legal Mexican from uh, Mexico uh, pulling you over. Uh, senor, do you know why I pulled you over? Are you even legal? Do you got some ID? Do you got some ID? I don't, but do you? But do you? Uh, this just in uh, Devon Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, ignores questions while entering House hearing, which I believe is going on right now. I believe this is happening right now. Yep. Uh, I think it's, did you say it's a private thing, closed doors? Yes. Why? They, it should not be closed. This should be transparent. Like, what do they have to hide? And you know what they have to hide. They got to hey, pre- yep. protect the president. It's bullshit, folks. That's why I think Biden can't be the nominee for 2024. Yeah. He's, he's got all these guys coming forward now, and the legacy media has to look at it. All right. They just can't gloss over it like they did in 2020. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Russian collusion. Yeah. You have so many people now coming forward. Yeah. People from the IRS, yeah. FBI, mm-hmm. his business partners. You know, they tried to throw that. Uh, oh, I got another article on this one. Uh, DOJ can't sink any lower after attempting to jail. Uh, attempted jailing of Hunter Biden's ex-partner, Devin Archer, before his testimony. I didn't yeah. know they tried to put this guy in jail for yeah. this. But it's like, wait, it's what they're doing. It's uh, anybody that can't see what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like you're just, there's no saving you at this point. No. I don't think. Yeah. It's all corrupt, man. It's yeah. all fucking corrupt. It's not left versus right. The government is a matter of who gets in power and who abuses the power the most, the who makes the most money off hitting power. Trump with indictments mm-hmm. over bullshit. But at the same token, I think Trump, you know, it's not, I'm not saying the left is justified, but I'm saying they're all pieces of shit. They're all swamp creatures. Trump included. They all are. The only reason DeSantis, I don't think, has as much dirt is I don't think he's been in this swamp long enough. But if you think DeSantis isn't going to be corruptible or he won't go this route, I think you're wrong. Yeah. I think you're wrong. I, I mean, I don't trust just, any of these motherfuckers. No. I really don't. That's what the only thing I trust is Trump's record from his first term, what he did. He was able to give us some financial freedom, make us energy independent. Yeah. But yeah, I still he, think, I think all, he did more good than he did bad. You know, the worst thing was the, the COVID stuff that happened at the that end. That was of his really term. bad. That was really bad. It's another reason we're facing record high inflation was because a lot of what happened on the end of his See, term. I think if he would have stayed in office, it, it would have been a different recovery. Why is it that I, I gas think, prices immediately went up when Joe Biden got Oh, because he canceled our fucking our, yeah, our it's dependence. because the, those but guys are think, scumbags and they get think, paid on the back end for that but shit. But I think Trump, just like every other president, they they make all these promises at the, and the and during the election cycle and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And we talked about this before. I think that these these politicians play upon the ignorance, the the common American, because they make these promises that they know good and well they can't guarantee to keep because Congress has a reason as why Congress is there. That when the president says, I want this bill introduced, yada, yada, yada. Well, Congress, first, number one, has to introduce the House, has to be voted, push the Senate, blah, blah, blah. You can't just say, I'm going to build a wall. I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. I mean, you can, but it's like, well, wait a minute. There's going to be a long process you got to go through. Number one, to even get this thing approved by Congress. Number two, how the fuck are you going to get Mexico to pay for this shit? But Mexico, oh, by the way, Mexico's suing us. Or I'm sorry, uh, you, you see the border wall there, the uh, the border uh, floaty things that got put up? Yeah. The DOJ is now suing Texas yeah. for they want protecting these, they its need own these people borders. To come across the yeah. borders illegally. Yeah. They need these people. There's so many corrupt politicians Folks, out there. Folks, until Americans start standing up in mass and going down there with fucking guns and start making demands, this ain't going to stop. I was like, you know where there isn't barbed wire? At the port of entry, you stupid idiots. Yep. 
You don't want kids coming across through this barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Come through the port of entry. Yep. The legal way. How what dare you protect is the illegal. sovereignty of your country? How I dare mean, you? They've got barbed wire around businesses and stuff like that. What if somebody tried to go over and cut themselves up on that barbed wire? Would the business be at fault because this criminal tried in to California, break into their probably. place? In, in California, probably. In California? Probably in that's California. Why, that's why California has lost over $350-something million mm-hmm. in, rev- in tax revenue. I saw there was this guy debating talking about how California has the biggest economy. It's like, you do have a big economy, but you're also underwater. Yeah, they had, like you uh, are fiscally underwater. They had like a $100 billion surplus from the COVID money. Yeah. Now that money is gone because yep. and the crooked billions, politicians. The billions of fraud from the, the fucking the PPP, all that stuff. Yep. That was your money, folks. Yep. You, we basically just paid criminals. And they were actually saying those PPP loans, there were a lot of illegals that came over here and got access to that money. Yep. So it's like every time the government comes out there to say, we're going to throw more money at this problem to fix said problem, it gets abused to such a massive degree that I wouldn't say by and large, but I would say a good chunk of people that actually deserve that money didn't get it. Instead, people that came over here legally broke the law, set up these shell companies, yada, yada, yada. They got the money. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. We got it. We did the people. Oh, fuck yeah, we did. Yeah, we're going to be paying for it anyway. Yeah, I'd rather have it than give it to somebody else. Because like to me, it's kind of like politician. when people like talk about, like, did you really need it, bro? We've paid millions in taxes from yeah. Shellshock. Millions. So if I'm getting $60,000 back, which by the way, that was not profit. That went no. back into the company. Yeah. Because they said you have six months to invest this into your employees. And it's like, bro, yeah. we'll, we'll blow through that really quick. Our accountant kept track of everything that we did. Yeah. We went to payroll, went to all the, all the business stuff. Because we were, at one point in time, we had what? Like almost 20 employees? Yeah. That was a bad call from a previous business partner. Yeah, yeah, we should have fucking known. Well, you know, that's also the part of business that you learn. You live and yeah. you learn. Like, we will never make that mistake. Tried. Again. Yeah. Yeah, we tried. But it is what it is. But, yeah, that border down there, I saw that article, and I'm like, bro, we need a revolution. That's I'm what pisses sorry. me off when I see people, on, t- especially on Twitter, when they're bitching about, ah, <laughs> oh, these kids, of oh, Greg Abbott, he's such a scumbag. Oh, my God. Yeah. These kids are coming over. Like, go to the port of entry. Yeah. That's where you come into the country. You don't cross a river. That Mexican dude that was DMing you fucking hit me up on Instagram and tried yes. making him argue. He was like, America should give back, blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, I just got back from Mexico and you can't even flush toilet paper. You yeah. got to throw in a trash right. bag okay. because your sewage pipes are such bullshit. Shut the fuck up. Nobody likes your fucking country outside of vacationing there. Mexico is a shithole. I'm sorry. It is. In major areas. Why? Because you keep flocking to our border to come to America. That's the truth. But you want all this land in Texas back to do what with? Because you were doing so much with it before? Because your government is so great? Not that, not that America is like <laughs> is the greatest out there, but it's certainly better than what the fuck you got going on over there. And the cops are so fucking corrupt. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. This dude, I, oh, bro, in my fucking DMs, like, you hate America, you hate Mexico, but you go to another vacation. Like, yeah, and you need our money, but I go to your beaches because they're beautiful. Has nothing to do with the economics. Your Mexican economics are garbage. are awesome. Yeah, I got no problems with them. I mean, they, they're yeah, we, super nice, yeah. Went down there, everybody was awesome. But it seems like it's the great. government in all all situations is bullshit. It's crap. It's, yeah, it's not Straight the citizens. Shit. Great it's people, the yeah. people who are running the country. I agree. And the drug cartels. I agree. Who are obviously yeah. uh, in business with the politicians. Yeah, I think they have. And politicians here on this side of the board. I was about to say, I think our politicians have a lot of dealings. I mean, absolutely. Go back and watch like Clear and Present Danger. There's probably like, that's like prophesying movie. So I'm mean, like the, the cartels down there in league with the American politicians. They know well what's going on. That Come dude, on, man. El Chapo said it himself that no. the reason you will never win this drug war mm-hmm. is because the politicians in Mexico and the politicians in the United States make so much money. Make so much money off of it. Absolutely. 
That's why they don't want, that's why they want the borders open. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, they're probably just as much involved in human trafficking than I wouldn't doubt anybody else. Oh, by the way, um, I still haven't found any articles that show where freedom of speech or freedom of speech, not freedom of speech, sound of freedom. Um, I still haven't seen anything where any of that money is being donated. I've been, I've been scouring the Google foo. Everybody's like, oh, it's making so much money. Top secret. It's making people rich, but it's not doing anything. That You know, awareness without action is fucking worthless. Uh, bro, I don't give a fuck. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I think it's. I think there's a big grift going on right now using human, human trafficking. I do. I think people are jumping on the most. Bro, again, it's the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. It's veteran suicide. It's whatever's trending, whatever's cool. We're going to jump on this, talk about it, make some fucking money. And in two months, it's going to be something else completely different. Yeah. Something else completely different. You know, I hope that's not the case. Because I think honestly, that's. Yeah, me too. I hope not either. That's yeah. one of the biggest, I don't know, uh, terrible things that's going on right now yeah. in the world. That, yeah. I mean, anybody who steals someone else's yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. And sells them into sex slavery. I agree. I don't think there's anything worse than that. I agree. So I hope this catches a lot but of traction it, it seems, and, it seems and really like, does a lot of a lot of good. It seems to me like the biggest cop out now towards any trending movement or whatever. It's 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 called performance activism. It's giving the idea, the, the appealing idea of doing something to make a difference via social media, but it's without any actual action. There's no actionable. Um, steps to this. And what I mean by that is that the biggest cop-out I keep hearing is it spreads awareness. That That's it. As long as it spreads awareness, it's a good movement. But awareness without action is virtually worthless. I've made this example so many different times that, I again, like I said before, I could go into a restaurant and I could walk up to a random table of like two people and sitting there and say, excuse me, did you know that uh, 20 to 22 to 25 veterans are killing themselves from suicide like a day per month, per year, whatever the case may be? And they would look at me and be like, oh, that's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. I was like, yeah, I just thought you should know. I'm spreading awareness. And they'll sit there and like, oh, man, I'll walk off and like, oh, baby, did you hear that? That's so sad. Anyway, about that car problem, you have, they don't give a fuck. People do not care about causes usually until it affects them directly. So you can spread all the awareness you want, but awareness without action is virtually worthless. So it's kind of like if you're going to spread awareness, attach something that's a call to action. Say, look, but here are some causes that you can donate to. But here's the problem, though. Civilians or people or citizens, by and large, do not give a shit enough when it comes to an actual charity, such as Wounded Warrior, things like this, back when they were using millions of dollars for personal benefit and gain. So it's very easy to say, I'm spreading awareness. Here's a cause to donate to. But how many of these people are going to pull that nonprofit's 990s and look at the itemized list, the financial itemized list, to see how much money is actually going towards helping people? And then what are they doing? People don't do that. It's just simply awareness. Oh, I want to feel good. I, I, I want to make myself feel good. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to donate to it. Boom. Here's 50 bucks to a nonprofit that is like a 90-10 split. 90% of that money goes to operating the nonprofit and 10% goes towards actual donations or actual helping. And in the helping, it's like, what are you actually doing? Oh, here's a ring. Oh, here's a flag. Oh, here's a plaque. Really? You sound a little sitting, bit like Jimmy Stewart. When sitting there, that. rocking on the edge of the bed. I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, look at this plaque. I'm not going to do it. 
you fucking kidding me? Like, really? We, we, as Americans, we are some of the stupidest people on this planet that we become very satisfied and pacified with bullshit, inactionable bullshit. And that's the problem with today's Americans. We're fucking stupid. We are fucking stupid. But that's what you get with social media. Hey, everybody, I'm such a wonderful person. Look what I've done. Nobody gives a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Well, John, I donated to a veteran cause. Good for you. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. It means nothing to me because that's just one part of you. You could be a complete asshole. This is not like the Catholic Church, like, oh, go say 10 Hail Marys. Like, oh, go donate to like 10 veteran causes and you're forgiven. Yeah, nobody, it doesn't work that way. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm such an asshole. I know, and I don't care. I don't care. Good for you, buddy. I'm such an we asshole. We need more of that. We do. We need more assholes in this world. Okay. Jason Aldean connects small town mess. Okay, so real quick. Um, Jason Aldean apparently had to pull some of the video from that due to copyright images. Okay, that's different. People were saying that he caved. Now, also, Jason Aldean's a gun grabber. So I don't really Is take he really? Him. Yeah, he's a gun grabber. After the Vegas shooting, he talked about we need better background checks. Yeah, he pushed hard for anti-2A advocacy. I didn't forget that. See, what's... What do they mean when they say a, a better background check? They, they don't understand. What t- There's already a massive federal background check that right. you go through. Like, you can't make it any stronger. Like, that's what it's like. Stronger background check. Please elaborate more for me. Outside of, like, having a non-criminal record, how deep do you want them to go so you can exercise your Second Amendment right? That's what these fucking liberals and these stupid, like, neocons don't seem to grasp. It's like, we need stronger background checks. It's the, the government doing it. So you tell me, how does it get any stronger than that? Because the kid who shot up the Parkland or the, uh, yeah, is that, is that Parkland? Parkland yeah. 22 like, times the FBI visited him. Right. Yeah. Did nothing. I mean, you don't get any more thorough than that. No. So what are you supposed to do? I, get rid of the FBI because they <laughs> Bro, fucking suck. They do suck. They do suck. And it's, it's beautiful because in Oppenheimer, you, it shows a lot of how those three letter agencies were already being abused back then. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's great. Look at the CIA stuff that's going on right now. Like, they, I think Joe Biden just kicked that can down the road where they're not uh, Which you know, unclassifying the uh, Kennedy murder. Assassination. Oh, but you know what they did declassify? Hey, folks, in case you didn't know this, there's aliens. Did you know this? The government literally came out and admitted, oh, there's aliens. Now, again, and this is where we go. This is where we get the back and forth. Everything's a distraction. Oh, don't look at this as a distraction. Okay. This is one of the very few times I will say this is nothing more than a distraction because they dropped this right when the Hunter Biden bullshit came out. And nobody fucking cares. How many people is he talking about this? More people are talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer than aliens. But sure shit, I guarantee... Now that we have aliens, apparently, as confirmed by the government, Joe Biden, in a bid for re-election, is going to offer to pay off their student loans. Yeah, I guarantee right. yeah. it, man. I guarantee it. Where's hey, my checkbook? Hey, man, let's get the Martians from Mars here. We'll pay off your student loans. <laughs> you have any Martian kids I can sniff? Guarantee it's coming. I guarantee it's coming. He's been spending a lot of time at the beach. He's about to die. He probably like, should. Hey, nice tits, fella. Get the feeling of that heat, bro. You're going to be experiencing a lot of it in hell, you piece of shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh man! Hey, look, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the show right here. We've read enough. Uh, we got more on RFK. I'll read some of this tomorrow. Um, but I did I did want to say, unplug from the Matrix a little while. Sometimes, folks, give yourself some grace. Don't don't let this shit overconsume you. Okay. 
The world's not ending tomorrow. It's not, I promise. We're going to, we're continuing. We're, you're, you're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Um, I had a really good point made to me the other day. I talked about how uh, the housing prices will never go back to what they were. Uh, and I was referenced to back during Reagan's time period, 22%. And it dropped drastically. Yeah. Give it time. It will go down. Things will get better. We have to remember with every political wave, with every politician, with every president, whatever the case may be, there is always ups and downs. And I think more so now than ever before, Americans are finally waking up and paying more attention to the political system because it's impacting their wallets more than it ever has. Well, I should say in a very long time, quite honestly, outside of the 80s housing market bubble or 2008 and uh, the, the gas scare was the 70s or 80s. Um, I, I don't think we've seen things to the to the magnitude that we do now. More people, There's more eyes than ever before. Um, so don't don't get it in your head like this is the end for us. Take time for yourselves. Unplug from this bullshit. You know, that's why I take a lot of vacations now because, you know, we're, we are ingesting this every single day and it is toxic to the soul. It's toxic to the mind. But you got to remember, take everything in moderation. Take everything in moderation to include moderation itself and to include this podcast. You know, if you feel like things getting to you, if you feel like it's just kind of building up, shut it down. Turn it off. Go outside. Like I say, touch grass. Focus on something for yourself. Get away from this because it's still going to be here when you come back. I promise it will. It's still going to be here when you come back. So, all right, man. That's it for today's episode. Uh, we are coming up on an hour and 32 minutes, a long time. Hey, if you've not done so already, if you could go leave us a review over on iTunes. We really appreciate that. It helps the podcast. And if you could go subscribe. It's 99 cents a month. What do you got to lose on that? It gets you access to the subscriber-only podcast, which will be every Friday. We'll be taking a lot more calls um, have a lot better discussions over there. Probably going to do the guests as well. Guests that come on the show. Probably going to make that subscriber only. But uh, again, it's like 99 cents. Go over to Apple iTunes. Uh, the show is All American Savage Show. If you could leave a review, that'll be great. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and sharing the shows. I've been, I've been, we've been uh, posting the reels on Instagram, on Facebook. People are sharing them. Really grateful for that. Thank you so much. That helps us grow on Instagram. Helps us grow on Facebook. And uh, yeah, code the big guy gets you 10% off on all Delta A products for the remainder of today. So take advantage of that. So that's all I got to say on that. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad that I'm here. It's it's nice to be back home in America. I do miss America. I don't miss the politics. We missed you, buddy. Except you. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same without you. Anyway, again, Shell Shock CBD. And don't forget 1920brand.com. You got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great day. And as always, you stay savage, America.